yo, 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 check this out. This is Fresh Kid out the China, man. Get the two live food. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? It's me, DMC. What's up, y'all? This is the Floyd Master B. Yo, check us out. Chuck the Public Enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DLC. This your boy, C. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy, DJ Paul K. Oil 365. Young Dizzy Ball. Vice One. Yo, this is DJ Reddy Brand. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross. You can listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Broadcast up and put the real interviews with legendary artists. Still got love for the underground feel. Rappers with records are better than each other. Rappers are coming up. Get up put on. We need to do the platform to fight the beat. The show that you need to be on. Hit up UGS for life on the screen and follow up with it.com for all of your needs. Production and mixing and master and graphics. Check out the archives and hundreds of shows. But it comes with you to do. Everything free to download the stream. Oh yeah, we can turn the real shit. We got the gold with me. We bought our bitch. We represent. All them killers on the mic. And we should love to all your fans. Motherfuckers wanna hate. Right, you eventually, you know what I'm saying, uh, start working with him. 
you guys, uh, you know, mansion family and everything. Um, how did you meet Tommy Wright? Well, actually, I met Tommy Wright. No one knows it, but I wanted to be a rapper first. And me and one of my friends called Tommy Wright up one day and asked him how much he would charge us to uh, produce a tape. And he told he gave us a price, and it just went from there. But I never did. I never did rap. But like right after that, I started making beats, and I think that's when I hooked up with Lil Jack Man with the Manson family, and I ended up taking the tape to him, letting him hear it, and he was his mind was blown on with what he heard, and he was ready to roll at that point. Huh. He was that impressed. He's like, man, we gotta we gotta work with this guy. And the rest yep. is history. Yeah, it was um, like a, it was it was Tommy and some more of the Tim on the men at at his studio at the time. And everybody in there they liked it. And he was very impressed. Tommy Wright, uh, you know, he was uh making a lot of noise at that time too. Um, you know what I'm saying? What was it like to work with him? <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, back then, Tommy was a workaholic, a perfectionist, and we just had to go work. It was like kind of fast paced because we would have to go from song to song to song to song to song before we could find the right song to do. Like, he wanted the album to be perfect. So we went through, like, a whole lot of songs and a whole lot of tracks just to get our stuff together with whatever we were working on at the time. He had, like, almost like a like a Tupac or a Dre mindset? Mm, I ain't going to say it was like that, but it, 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 it was a world thing in the studio. I, I can say that. When he yeah. sat down Now working with somebody like that You know starting out yourself You know um, A few years in the game at the time or whatnot. How does that improve your game What did you take away from uh, Tommy Well Tommy taught me Basically how To there was a lot of stuff with my beat making process that he taught me. Like, you don't have to add so many sounds to these beats to make them sound a certain way. Uh, he taught me how to basically mix the beats because I used to have a whole lot of bass on beats and stuff. And he would tell me, like, turn that down, turn this up. And he taught me about the uh, mini process and all that. He actually took me to my first real studio that we actually worked out of. So the uh he taught me the uh basically how to set songs up and count bars and all that. It was a lot he taught me. Uh, and and you know it's ironic too, um uh, you know, he speaks sign language too, 'cause I believe his parents both um uh, you know what I'm saying hearing loss. They're deaf. Yeah, they're deaf. Yep. So uh um you know what I'm saying? His ability, his musical ability has got to be insane as well. You guys had a, a pretty good chemistry in there, huh? Yeah, we had a pretty good chemistry. What was, uh, back in those days, you know, one of my favorite female rappers is Lit Chat. Um, I just think she uh, she could hold her own with anybody, male or female. Uh, what was she like in the early days? What were some of your first impressions of her? I wasn't really around her that much. The only time I really was around her was like when we did shows. She was like a normal, down to earth person, like just a normal female. Like what you see on the internet is just how she was. Still is to this day, from the times I've been around. Well, Manson family, uh, you guys really don't get. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the credit, you know, uh, and you you producing, 
you know what I'm saying, um, a whole project with them. Um, that had to have been a pretty uh, unique experience, you know what I'm saying, for people outside of Memphis that don't really get that inside look at what it's like, you know what I'm saying, inside the Manson family. Yeah, it, it was it was it was kind of intense producing for the Manson family because we would record so many songs. Like I still have a whole lot of songs that's unreleased from back back in that era that I'd never released. No one heard. They probably don't even remember them songs. We used to just record, 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 record. I was making like two and three, four, five beats a day, and we just be in the studio, just record all day long. Man, so this is music that nobody, nobody's heard. Uh, I mean, is there any chance any of this stuff ever getting released? You ever thought about doing something with them? Mm, I thought about it, but right now, I don't know. It never. It don't cross my mind much to do it because no one really talks about it. No. No. Well, just knowing you got that stuff in the vault, so to speak, um, you know, I know there's a lot of fans out there. They probably would love to hear that at some point in time. You know, just like uh, we had uh, uh, Crazy D on the show from um, he used to kick it with Easy E and everybody back in the day. He let us hear a snippet of an unreleased Easy E song from like 87. And that was just amazing to, to know that that stuff is out there. Do you have a lot of music in the vault that you haven't released over the years? Yeah, I do. I have quite a bit. Okay. I can probably say I have over about 40, 50 songs no one's ever heard. Wow. And it, it was just a mixture of everybody like T-Rock, Lord Infamous, I imagine, um, yeah. Man. Just some I got stuff on some everybody. I don't think I have anything on on Tommy. I don't think I have anything I released on him. But um Lord Infamous, you know, um you put out some some of the real dope products, you know what I'm saying, projects with him. Um how did you form that partnership with uh, Lord Infamous? Well, when I uh, when I first met him, and we got in the studio and we started working, we we had a pretty good chemistry. Right after that, I called him again to get him to uh, do another song. Once we started, once we worked on this song, like I just started talking to him, asking what he thought about doing the project. He was with it. Then we kind of built up a friendship around that, so that played a big part in it too. He was always a humble uh, individual, man. You know, a very uh, easygoing guy, funny. Um, yeah. What was the studio sessions like with him? You got, you said you guys had good chemistry. There's a lot of laughing going on, a lot of climbing around. What was it like in there? Man, a lot of laughing, a lot of joking, playing. Like, if my kids would be there, it would be kind of hard to get him. Because my kids, I had small kids at the time. It would be kind of hard to get him to stop playing with my kids, to get him to start back uh, writing his raps and stuff. But, yeah, he would do a lot of laughing, joking around, stuff like that. He was a real humble dude, real cool dude to be around. You wouldn't you wouldn't have th- thought that he was a platinum Rapper, they rapped about horrorcore and ripping people guts out and stuff. If you hung around him, because he's nothing like that. He's just like the coolest dude to hang around. Well, you said he, he he couldn't stop you know playing with the kids and, and uh, get back to work, huh? I bet they yeah, loved, he, loved he, it. When he, he was he was in the studio. Yeah, they loved it. Whenever they came to the studio and he would be in there, he would just stop. And start playing with my kids, like it, I can't, I can't even explain it to you the the, uh, the fun we had. But on the work side, Lord would like record like two or three songs a day, 
He was serious about his music, and he was kind of picky about his his beat selection too. You couldn't just play Lord Infamous any kind of beat, and he rapped them. He knew what he wanted. But he wouldn't be. Yeah, but he wasn't no asshole about it or anything like that. He was real. He was a real nice dude, real down there. Yeah. Definitely taken too soon. Um, <clears throat> you know, that, that was a shocker because he survived, you know, um, before. You know what I'm saying? When he had the stroke and everything. He was on this show a year and a day uh, before he died, talking about when he, he died the first time. And it was real, real creepy, man. And but the one thing I took away from it, through it all, he was telling the people and the fans, don't, don't do drugs. The shit I, the shit I rap, rap about is not cool. You know what I'm saying? Don't fuck your life up. He still had it in him to tell his his people, you know what I'm saying, not to go down that road. You know. Yeah, he did. Stand up shit right there. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but he. Um, Put out a lot of, uh, you know what I'm saying, stuff with you. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, did you ever, uh, like you said, you got some stuff in the vault. Do you have anything with him on there? I got a few surprises in the vault. Not much. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just waiting on the right time to, to release it. Yeah, because yeah, he... Um, you know what I'm saying? He has legions and legions of fans around the world, as you know. Um, how 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 do his albums do to this day? They still uh, uh, do pretty good out there. Uh, he, to be honest, he's the um, top selling artist that I have still to this day. Yeah. Yeah, they'll never get tired of Lord Infamous. I know I won't. Uh, you're just Don't so cold and slow. Definitely, man. I'm saying, long live the Scarecrow, man. That's for sure. You know, he. Um, I mean, I mean, he really, he really uh, set the groundwork for for a lot of others to do what they do. You know, um, he was influenced by Gangsta Nip. You know, what I'm saying, uh, but but his style is different from. You know, Lord does something different. You know the nip, but he—I mean, he, of course—he blends the horrorcore in there. Uh, but but his cadence, his flow, uh, a lot of people, you know, what I'm saying, bite that. Yeah, I think Lord Elfman is the rapper. When I actually thought about being a rapper back in the day, he was one of the reasons I wanted to do it because I hit the the way he rapped. It was so different. Oh. <laughs> it was. One of the, one of my favorite songs he ever did was Anybody Out There, where he gets buried yeah. in the ground and the guy was supposed to dig him up dies. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it just his concepts were just, just insane, too. Very intelligent. I think, that's, I think that's everybody's favorite song, my lord. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That one in uh, When God yeah. Calls Time Out. I love that one. Yeah, he actually told me with Anyone Out There that that was supposed to be I think one of three six mafia singles back in the day. They, I think, I don't know if he said they did a version with everybody on it, where they was gonna do it. But some something happened to where they didn't, they they didn't do it. Oh, well, I, I I really like it the way it is. I mean, that probably would have been dope as a remix or something, you know. Um, but uh, you know. Just a super talented individual gone too soon. His son sounds just like him, man. Um, you know, Lil yeah, is very, very talented. Have you ever worked with him at all? No, never. Never worked with him. Actually, before Lord passed, he wanted he wanted us to work with him, but he was like, "My son, I read it right now." But as soon as my son read it. We're gonna bring him over to Six Enterprise, and we're gonna do a project with him. But that that never happened. Yeah. I think they started really rapping, and people started noticing them like right after he passed. 
Yeah. It was it was like Lord Lord watching over him, you know what I'm saying? Because uh when they dropped that first little project they did, I listened to it, I was like, Oh man, this is this is like Lord Infamous all over again. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. You know. Shout out to C the Six. They're doing their thing. You know, um, another guy you work with a lot uh, over the years, of course, T Rock, um, super talented individual. Uh, just dropped a Bay to the A project. You know what I'm saying with um, Fraser Boy. Uh, did you produce the whole project? No, I didn't produce the whole project. I used different producers on it. Um, I still produce, but not so much. Yeah. You you more or less like like doing the CEO thing pretty much now. Yeah, that's pretty much what I like doing now. But I still produce like I did two or three tracks on that that I produced. I can't figure out the top of my head how many it was, but I know for a fact I know three of them I did do. Well, we're gonna uh I'll tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna give him a um taste of that project right now. This one's called uh, Mask. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about this one? Um, actually, that's a song that T-Rock told me when he recorded it. He actually did that song with 3-6 back in the day. He was supposed to do that song with them. I don't know if he ever recorded it or not, but when, he, when I sent him the beat, that's all he heard on it, and he just... He just went off on it. Then we got Frazier to come in later on and drop his vocals to it. So that's how that's one came together. But if, if you listen, well, I know everybody that know all three six mafia music. When you listen to the hook, he sounds like one of them dating family dudes. That's actually T. Rock saying that hook. Wow, wow. Well, that, that's what's up. We're gonna go to the song "Mask" off the project Bay to the A. You know what I'm saying, Frazier boy T. Rock. Sixth Enterprise right here with Miss Macy on Murder Master Music Show. Don't go nowhere. Be right back. Keeping it low key. Don't nobody know me. Keeping it low key. Don't nobody know me. I wear a mask on my face. I wear a mask on my face. I wear a mask on my face. So I won't catch a case. Keeping it low key. Don't nobody know me. Keeping it low key. Don't nobody know me. I wear a mask on my face. I wear a mask on my face. Another hit. A hit, you see me, no one's on a nigga. 
up to a place that he ain't never been before. Hey, man, walk up to your door, don't make a nigga blow your ass off. Give me all the cheese and the dough, but you gon' take it long. Everything, take it off. You won't see another day. I need all the yay, yay, the pay. Now ain't no other way. Keeping it low-key, don't nobody know me. Keeping it low-key, don't nobody know me. I wear a mask on my face, I wear a mask on my face, I wear a mask on my face, so I won't catch a case. Keeping it low-key, don't nobody know me. Keeping it low-key, don't nobody know me. I wear a mask on my face, I wear a mask on my face, I wear a mask on my face, so I won't catch a case. Little Ramsey, or 
The only time I ever been around, I done been around Ramsey a few times, long, long time ago. But I never did any music with him. We, I done been in the studio with him, but we didn't like collaborate anything. It just when he was like it something like around when Tommy was before and killed me before they killed me. That's when I was around Ramsey. Yeah. This is another one gone too soon, though. You know, it's uh, Memphis is is has lost a lot of people over the years, um, a lot of legends. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even even just you know, CEOs and other visionaries. You know what I'm saying? People like Nick Scarfo. Um, he put out you know profit posse projects and all kinds of different things. And you know that's why I salute guys like yourself who who bring these artists together. You know what the fans want. But you said you got some um, something in the works you can't really speak on yet. Um, yeah, hopefully you can come back on in the future and let us know about that because I, I can imagine uh, it's going to be real good, whatever it is. Um, um, so definitely if everything goes well, everything goes well, you will be seeing it within the next. You will know about it within the next two or three weeks. Oh, that's what's up. That's what I'm talking about right there. Um, you know what I'm saying? I got the uh, the homie Sin from France. He's the guy that set up this interview tonight, man. I got him on the line. I know he's got some questions for you, Maceo, so I'm going to bring him on real quick. Uh, Sin, you there, brother? Yes, sir, yes, sir. Hi, Scott. Hi, Mr. Maceo. It's a real honor to have you on the show. Uh, I stood at your, your work production since a uh, long year, since uh, the very first Jones of October uh, to third. Uh, it was just an honor to have you. Um, can you tell us about uh, uh, the song, uh, your first song, in fact, for, for Tommy Wright, Hard Headed, um, from a film because of Kill Me? Can you tell us about, about this one? Well, actually, that song came together. One day, me and Tommy were just in the studio, and uh, I brought my drum machine over, and he was like, just Play me some beat. We just went through a lot of beat, and he heard that one, and he picked it. I wasn't there when they recorded the song. I just dropped the beat, and when I came back, playing the song. No, I actually didn't hear the song until the album came out, because I I actually wanted him to put Project Pimp on the song, because he was in the studio with us when we was going through the beats, and he was rapping to it. And it was actually supposed to be a Project Pimp solo song, but it wasn't. When I when I heard it again, C9 was on and the time it was on. Yeah, it was a, a very dope song also because uh, it was even a political song when he said, fuck the two who clown and all that. You know, it was very deep, very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, can you tell us about, about By the Day, uh, the, the sinister suite. In fact, where, where it was in Memphis, and uh, it was a street smart song squad, and it was part of, of course. And uh, can you tell us about uh, how it was to record uh, uh, the sinister suite? You said tell us. I, I didn't understand. Tell us what? I didn't understand what you said. Oh, uh, where, where you you work at? Where you record at? In fact, in Memphis. Uh, the songs and all that, uh, which studio you, you own at this which time? Which studio you work at? Is studio? Yes, sir. Oh, we worked out of Tommy's yeah. studio. Tommy had a studio. Tommy had, like, three different Sinister studios. Studio. Yeah. For the most part, it was it was downtown. It was downtown for the most part. That's where it was at, downtown. And um, where part of Memphis you're from, in fact, where, where you grew up, how it was to, to grow up in uh, in Memphis in the 90s, and uh, especially uh, where you were, where we was in, in Memphis? Well, I actually didn't grow up in Memphis, but uh, by the time I'm, I moved to West Memphis, that's how I actually met the Manson family, them guys, when I moved to West Memphis, and... Coming up back then, 
it was it, it was it was different than the way it is now because I guess the rap scene is totally different because all the rappers really wanted to be talking about something besides just getting high or whatever. Like when I, when they came to me, it was like they had something to talk about. They had subject matter. They didn't just talk about anything. Uh, you remember the, the time when you got a? Uh, I, I thought at this time uh, I was in Memphis at this time. Um, in a club expo or studio G or club no name, it was a legendary clubs in, in Memphis. You got uh, at this time Spanish Fly was known, and uh, Peritoni, SMK, all them. Uh, how it was uh, this time for you, and uh, did you go in these clubs back today? Back in the day, I didn't. I didn't do the club thing. The only time I ever really went in the club is if. We were trying to perform or something like that. Other than that, I never went in the club. Okay. But at this time, you did underground tapes also with Twistmart, which was a, a spring mix and a, the, the summer mix you did. How it was to, to record these tapes back in the day? The summer mix, I don't think I ever did, though. I think I started on it, but I never did do it like some of this stuff is in the vault. But the spring mix, it came about. Yeah. I think they was telling me, you need to do a tape in your name. Do like Squeak and Pile and they'll be doing. Just do a a spring mix. And we'll rap on it, and you just do a lot of mixes. That, that's how they came about. And I just did it. I just did it. Okay. It was kind of fun. I'm doing it. They, they sat in the studio with me and kind of coached me through it, but it was just something just to do at the time, something different. Yeah. yeah. Also, you, you produced the, the whole album, the very whole album from Manson Family, Helter Skelter. Uh, it was a very dope uh, work. Uh, I think about Bomb Street or Barnard with a Barnard with Boss Beach, and uh, it was crazy. Uh, can I tell us about uh, all the people who wasn't there? You you got uh, reality, okay, Siwa, Lil QQ, uh, all them, Jack the Ripper, uh, John D, P Main, Mike T Dog. Uh, how it was to record with all them, Manson family, and the, and the processes of production. You say how was it to how did I link up with them? Yeah, yeah, and, and you produce a whole project. So you produce a, the whole album. Yeah, I produce. I produce the whole album. Actually, the way that came about, we started recording Helter Skelter, and uh, we just recorded a whole lot of songs, a whole lot of songs. Then by the time me and Thomas sat down, and he wanted to uh, distribute the Manson Family album, Helter Skelter, we just went through all the songs, like every song, and he just started picking the songs that he wanted to use, and that's basically how it went. It was me who picked the song. Actually, it was me, Tommy, and C Rock to pick to pick all the songs. And let's go. We picked the song. Yeah, yeah. And also on this uh, this album, you got a lot of people who died uh, who died uh, since uh, a very few time, like Princess Loco, and recently Roll Runsay a few days ago uh, on C9. Can I tell us about? About how it was to to work with them, and uh, K Rock also was he's died now, so it was a uh, uh, very very sad to to lose all of them now. Can I tell us about Princess Loco and uh, and uh, Ramsey? Princess Loco, um, I didn't hang around her that much, but she was cool, down to earth. Wasn't she was just a cool female to be around, but C9, he was like a party guy. Like, C9 had this Mustang back back then, a brand new Mustang. We used to get in the car with him, and we used to think he was gonna kill us because he would be going down like a regular residential neighborhood trying to do like a hundred miles per hour, showing us how fast the car would go. See now was something. He was something different. He was real fun to be around. He was a real fun dude to be around. 
also real talented. That was my guy, though. Yeah. And for Real uh, Ramsey, too, by the day, also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, K- and, and K-Rock, how it was to to with cause with him, too. He's very, he was very talented. You said T-Rock or K-Rock? Oh, no, K-Rock, K-Rock. Yeah, reality. Oh, no, no, K-Rock, I said. No, no, yeah. K-Rock. K Rock was real <laughs> intense. Full of energy. Always rapping. Always looking for the next dollar type dude. But he was a real cool dude to be around. I didn't hang I didn't a lot of these dudes I ain't just hang around them a whole lot. I would like see them and pass them like like but K Rock I didn't hang around him that much, but when I did he was he was like a comedian. He always makes you laugh. He was that type of person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, you work out with Insane Wayne, who, who who died now too. Uh, it was on a gradual grill and uh, got a backstage, and uh, I trust to work with him too, Insane Wayne. Insane. I think you got him confused with that producer, Insane Wayne. Uh, Insane uh, yeah, yeah, Wayne. Two guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's two yeah, different people. Yeah, yeah. That actually, that the insane one you talking about that I work with, that Young Coke from the Manson family. Mm-hmm. That was his name back yeah, then. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> also, you I'm, you put us a track for for Beyond This Closed Doors in two thousand and one, uh, and a lot of the compilation and. Uh, I was to recall with uh, uh, Black Franklin, who was Memphis guitarist, legendary, uh, on the uh, turned out, turned out, and uh, it was with Tommy Wright too. And, uh, I was to recall with him and, uh, and the, the world project behind the Scarlet Dolls, the classic too. I didn't, I didn't understand what you just said. The last part. Oh, I, I, I said uh, you work with uh, Black Franklin. Uh, on the track, uh, I'm turned turned out on the on the Trouble Right Beyond His Close Doors. How it was to to wake up with him and uh, the processes of uh, creation on this one. You saying reality? No, uh, I said uh, Blake Franklin. <laughs> it was Memphis guitarist. Blake Franklin. Oh, maybe you don't remember. I think he's talking about. Oh, Blake, 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 Blake Franklin. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. The one that did, the one that did, the one that did all the artwork. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, but yeah, but real cool, real cool, real cool guy. I always had different ideas for uh, album covers. I love Blake, Blake work. He was a real cool dude. Yeah, and you work also with P. Yeah, you work a lot with uh, PSK Sarin and uh, Edo G too. Uh, it was a dope, dope track too uh, for the Beyonce Stars too. Yeah. Do you meet PSK at this time? I met PSK when they did the song for Behind Closed Doors. Mm-hmm. I was actually there mm-hmm. for the studio session when they picked the beat. I played the beats and they picked. They beat and they did the song Gunshot. I think it was who on this song? PSK, Endo G. I think K Rock on this song too. And Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, if I was in the studio, I met PSK. He was a real cool dude. That's the only time I ever met him. We had that studio session for that song. Yeah, it it was uh, uh, a song Gunshots was a. Kid and a Third Rock and K Rock. Yes, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, Third Rock actually. Was, he, see, Tommy yeah. was going to call himself Third Rock to do a Rockefeller app. It was going to be actually Tommy calling mm-hmm. himself Third Rock, C Rock, and K Rock. They was going to be the Rockefellers back in the day. But it never happened. Ah, okay. Yeah. You work for Underground Turks too. Uh, the group Underground Turks, Ghetto Children, too. It was a dope, dope, dope song, too. 
Yeah. <clears throat> for for uh, the level of thermal production, uh, you prefer that uh, uh, of that god. Uh, can you tell us about who has to 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 make this this song, especially with a uh, with a lot of a loss for King of Harakal? Which one with this one, King of Harakal? Oh, darkness of the cut. Yeah. Oh, darkness of the cut. When the way that song came about was, like I told him earlier, Lord was real picky about the beats he rapped on. We were just going through a lot of beats, and I actually didn't want to play it for him because I had played that song, that beat for like the Manson family, uh, guys, Lil Jack and all them. None of them wanted to rap on it. None of them liked it. So as I was going through beats, I kind of like skipped past that beat, and he heard it, and he told me to stop, go back to that beat. And when he heard it, man, he just clicked. He it just it just came to him right then. I think he wrote that song maybe in like. 30 minutes. That's how much he liked that beat. Yeah. He was in love with it. He told uh, me just because they didn't like it don't mean I'm not going to like it. Let me hear everything you got. That's that's the kind of guy he was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, not that the most was very talented. Uh, he had a dope skills. Uh, can you remember uh, one thing? Uh, you see how it was how he was very talented uh, one one uh, one thing he did or one thing he said to you or or something of his talent one thing he said about Lord of talent yeah say it again he wanted to know oh. uh basically um you know what I'm saying? What's one thing you remember about Lord Infamous's talent? You know what I'm saying? Like like how he worked or uh what what are one of the things that you, you really look back on and, and remember about that time? I guess his 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 work process, like Lord would like he 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 pretty much wanted like them scary type beats, and he would always be sitting up talking about like scary stuff, like evil stuff. And then once once he he would just formulate it into a song, and he would just sit up and talk about stuff like that I've never heard of. Like you know, Maceo, if you uh if you kill somebody. You could put them in the you could you could leave them in your hand for a long time and pour lime on their body. It, it would just be crazy stuff, and he'll start laughing. Next thing you know, he'll write a song about it, and it'll be it'll go there quick. And that that yeah. that was kind of amazing to me how he did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, well, so what song you did with Lord Infamous? Darkness out the cut song. Um, you know what I'm saying? Let's go to this one real quick. Let everybody know what we're talking about. Then we're going to come right back and chop it up. All right.
back right here, episode 733, Murder Master Music Show, Mr. Maceo, Six Enterprise. The album to get right now is Fraser Boy and T-Rock, you know what I'm saying, from the Bay to the A. Um, and then there's about 20-something other projects you need to get. Uh, I know Sin's got a couple more questions for you real quick, but before I turn it over to him, how many projects have you uh, put out over the years, um, Maceo? Man, I've lost count. I can't even tell you. And as I go and just pull it up and tell you, it's a lot. Yeah, you got you, you got a bunch uh, with Lord Infamous. Um, I'm looking on on uh, uh, Discogs.com, and all I see right here is about 22 projects. <laughs> A shitload of fucking material. It's probably more than that, though, because you know these sites, they never have everything. But, yeah, man, there's a shitload of projects. Um, man, hats off to you for uh, your longevity in the game. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to give you the floor, um, but first I'm going to bring Sin back on because I know he's got a few more for you. Sin? Okay. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Yes, sir. Um, but, uh, it was a, a very dope love song, Darkness of Dakar, and Ario also did uh, Dollar and Swall and Make It Bubble for King of Haraka. Uh, can I tell us about this one, too? Those songs, like I said, we were just going through beats, and the ones he liked, like uh, Dollar and Swall. If you if you listen to his his vocals on Donald's Wall, he actually wrote the verses to the beat first, and then he couldn't think of a hook to put to it. So he said, "This will sound good." It's a verse that he rapped off of a Three Six Mafia song, and when he rapped it, I was like, "But you ain't talking about nothing. You you're not talking about the subject matter of a club." He was like, "Man, see, as long as it sounds good, my fans gonna like it." So. It don't matter. Just watch. Just just watch what I tell you, and watch the magic happen. And no one ever said anything about that. It was just a trip how how, how he worked. Yeah. You also did uh, uh, for the album Scarecrow's Terrible. Uh, not all there. Uh, it was a very hard song to. Can I tell us about this one too? Let it was very dope on it. You said tell you about the project or a particular song. Uh, the, the song, the song not out there, yeah, of uh, the album. I don't actually really remember recording that one, but okay. I don't. I remember that. I just know that was one of my. Favorite. You know what? I do remember recording that one because I made fun of him when he when, when he said that little part about. Looked there on the ground, yeah. those are your intestines. I just started laughing at him when uh, he was recording. We had to stop because I started laughing while he was went right after he said that. Like he would say a yeah. whole lot of yeah. when you listen to his words, he say a whole lot of crazy stuff. It'd be funny. So yes, it's it, 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 it's it's horrorcore, but it's kind of like comedy at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and do you remember the, the first time you met uh, Lord of Famous and uh, how it was to to create a Sinks Enterprise with him? The way I created, well, I didn't create Sinks Enterprise. Me and Lord did it together. Um, yeah, yeah. When we did Scarecrow the Terrible, I think that's when... I told him we need to come with a new name because I didn't want to just use frontline music anymore. I wanted to start something new because it was with him, and he did too. And he just out the blue said, "Let's call the Six Enterprise," and that's how and we've been rolling with it since then. That was that was his idea. Yeah, and did you remember the, the first time you met Lord of Famous? The very first time? Uh, the very first time I met Lord Infamous, he came to my... I actually talked to him on the phone because... Uh, who was it? Lil Sko was around him. And he told... Lil Sko told him I wanted to work with him. We set it up. 
Then he came to the studio and we recorded that song, Addict, I think that's the name of it. That's on the Manson Family album, uh, Blood on the Wall. He came to the studio and we sat there all. We sat there all night talking and laughing and just working on the song. Then he got on in the booth and he recorded it and he was just like, he liked, he liked working with me. He liked the vibe that he had with me up there. But then right after that is when he came, I got him to come back and do some more work. We did the song, Fuck How You Feel. I think that was the one we did. After that, that's when we started forming, basically forming the Six Enterprise. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Your producer also for Skitty Pimp, uh, like Fly Your Way or Every Day. Uh, can I tell us about uh, uh, Every Day song with Skitty Pimp? The Everyday Song was the first song that I sent to him, the track that I sent to him for, for the Blackout Squad album that we that I did, that I put together. Him, Lord Infamous, and T-Rock. Uh, I sent him the track over. He liked it a whole lot because he got on, he got online and got went live with it from letting everybody hear it. And he really, he really, really liked that beat. So he sent it back. And I was very impressed with his verses on it. And then that's when I, I started talking to him about doing the whole project. And that's how we did the Blackout Squad. Then from the Blackout Squad, it went into the, uh, what's the name of the album? The Holocaust, which the uh, Fly Away song. You know, uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> also, uh, for the, the new album, for the Bell and T-Rock, you got a lot, a lot of rock songs, and uh, one of these, uh, it was uh, Never Said It Coming. Can I tell us about this one? Uh, seen, what you say, Never Seen It Coming? Yes, sir. That's the song, actually, Frazier Boy, Frazier Boy had it first. Frazier Boy uh, recorded his verse on it. Then after Fraser Boy did his verse, I liked the song so much, I sent it over to T-Rock. T-Rock loved it. T-Rock put two verses in the hook on it. That's how that song came about. It was a Fraser Boy song, but then we turned it into a Fraser Boy T-Rock song. That was one of the first songs we recorded for the album, I want to say. It was. Step 2 was a very dope song, too, Stick Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that song. Um, I love the way he was rapping yeah. that song. Yeah. Uh, if you have uh, three producers who inspire you for for your music, for your process of creation, can I, can I tell three producers in in hip hop? Say that one more time. Uh, if you have a uh, Three producers in hip hop who inspired you for your music. Oh, uh, of course, Three Six Mafia, Tommy Wright, N.W.A., Ghetto Boys, DJ Squeaky. This goes on and on. The influences. Yes, I've always liked the. Hardcore rappers, and that, I always like that type of music. Yeah, you know, one, one of my favorite—I was, I was just going to say—one of my favorite <laughs> albums of all time is um, the 1990 Ghetto Boys, <clears throat> the Four Mug Shots. I mean, that album is just so fucking just, just hardcore. It's classic. Mind of a Lunatic. I think one of my favorite songs from back then, I don't know if it was on that album, that song Bushwick Bill did Everclear. That was a crazy song. Outside oh, oh, yeah. of shit? Yep. Yeah, classic. Yes, sir. You got any more, Sin? So, uh, oh, uh, <clears throat> it's all good now. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, 
Thank you, Sim, for uh, asking all those questions. And, and Mr. Macy, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us. Right, but before we get out of here, yes, um, I want to give you the floor, man. Let them know how they can contact you and, and get your product. Well, um, you can go to my uh, Instagram page, with, which is Maceo6. That's my Instagram page. And the 6 Enterprise on Facebook. And on my Instagram page, it has a link to all the albums. Yeah, man. Well, th- thanks again, man. I really appreciate you. Um, you know, everybody make sure to get that new uh, Fraser Boy and T-Rock project from the Bay to the A. Matter of fact, we're going to leave here with one more song. This one's called High. Um, what can you tell us about this song as we get out of here, Mr. Mayfield? This, I think this T-Rock and Frazier boy favorite song off the whole album. <laughs> they really like that song. I think we might do a video to it, but I'm not sure. We we talked about it. So a video to that song might be coming real soon. Oh. Well, man, that, that's what it is, man. Thank you again, and you stay safe. Uh, man, thanks, Me everybody, too. for tuning in. You know what I'm saying? We're out of here. 24 right. Twist it up.